beautiful people. Hey, beautiful people. It's your girl, Donna C. Shaytara, back at it again with another back at it again. Oh my gosh. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Happy another chance. Happy another opportunity. Happy alive. Happy breathing. Happy well in my spirit. Happy get to fight again. Happy making new dreams. Making things happen. Happy becoming the best version of ourselves. Happy no more illusions. Happy no more imposter syndrome. Happy another, another us. Happy, happy us, y'all. Happy us, y'all. Oh my gosh, I miss you guys. I miss you guys. Podcast family, how are you? YouTube family, how are you? Seriously, how are you? How are your holidays? Did you make it through? Did you allow your family to stress you out? Did you allow the holidays to overwhelm you? If so, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment, y'all. Let's take a moment before we get into it. Okay? To just breathe. Breathe with me, okay? Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. We have another opportunity, guys. We have been blessed to see another year. Last year may have been hectic. It may have been a lot. It may have been chaotic. It may have been filled with ups and downs. But we are here. We are alive. We have another opportunity to get it right. To do it better. To see it clear to think it different, to speak better. I don't know about you, but every day that I wake up, no matter what may be up against me, I am grateful because I have another opportunity to do it again. And that makes me happy. So what's up? It's your girl, Donna C. Shaytara. Back at it again with another episode of Conversations with God through you. And this year of 2023, baby, we are going to a war. And I am so excited. But before I can really hype the fight that I am so inclined to, to being a part of, before I can really, really convince you, because I'm, 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 I'm genuinely trying to show you that the fight is possible, it's necessary, and with the right set of skills, we can overcome any obstacle that is presented in, in front of us because it's not happening to us, it is always happening for us. But before I could get there, before I got here, before I was able to sit in front of this camera confidently and boldly with all of the faith in the world that God has my back, that what he has Birth, the seed that he has planted inside of me is going to yield its own fruit as long as I just show up and be obedient for the process. Before I got to this decision, I had to go through hell. I had to do a lot of undoing. And that is the topic of tonight's conversation. The undoing. I want to talk to you guys about my journey to get here. My journey of faith. My journey of pain. And really, really who I was that that has cultivated who I am and that is 
is is sowing seeds for who I am to become. If you are watching me from my hometown of Harrisburg, then you know me. Um, or you knew me, I should say that more more specifically. You knew me. You knew my attitude. You knew my mouth. You knew how I moved. I think I'm about to sneeze. Phew. I may or may not cut that. I don't know. Um, but you knew me. You knew how... I re how reactive I was, how angry I was, how hateful I was, how mean I was. And it wasn't to say that that was the entirety of my personality, clearly, because I'm sitting here in front of you having this conversation. And this is also a part of who I've always been. It's just the seeds of trauma that were sown inside of me, I took on as my identity. And for a long time, I operated in that energy. And I want to talk about her. I want to talk about who she was because who she was is every reason for why I am. So a little bit about my life is like everybody, like any and everybody, I have gone through hell and back. I grew up in and it's so it, let me just say this disclaimer. It's so it's so weird talking about my life now in the context of how I see it because the way that it once felt for me it no longer feels for me the way that it once impacted me it no longer impacts me in that way so I want to make it abundantly clear that the perspective that I'm speaking from is years and years and years of work this is years and years and years of work this is not the perspective of somebody who I just got out of certain energies, yes, and I can talk to that energy very freshly. But as far as my foundation, when I was a child, a teenager, things like that, the perspective of how I see it has shifted. So the impact of it is very different. But it's still very much prevalent because it's still a part of my journey and it's still something that I'm able to take seeds away from. And... Um, so I just want to say that just because I feel like a lot of times when we get advice from people, it's, it's always on the other side of, of what they have overcome. But I just want you to know that it, this is coming from the other side of something that you may be very well living in your present day. So I, like I said, like, like many of us, I grew up in a turbulent condition. You know what I mean? Um, my father was murdered by my, the local police in my hometown when I was around three years old. Um, I don't have any memories of him whatsoever. Um, so growing up with that kind of dynamic, um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I had daddy issues because I didn't. I never, and again, this could direct be in direct correlation to the giftings that God has given me, but I never felt without my father. Um, I always felt his presence around me. I don't really know how to explain it. It's, it's like, although I don't know what it's like to have a father in the physical form, I know what it's like to have the energy of, 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 of a father like the energy, I, I have gone through so many things in my life and there are so many things that I can attest to that I have been kept from. And it was because of this understanding or this feeling that I would get 
of an understanding that I wasn't innately given, you know what I mean? Or I wasn't given an example to know that what was happening wasn't necessarily the right thing or the wrong thing. It just wasn't the thing for me. So I never felt without my dad. I never felt without, I never felt fatherless. Like when my friends would, you know, express their feelings of not having fathers, whether incarceration or just the, the guy just decided not to be a part of their life, I could never genuinely relate to them because I never felt that way. And because I also grew up in a family that is rooted in God, I always had that to kind of fall back on. Like God is my father as well. You know what I mean? So my father was murdered when I was three years old. Um, my mother got incarcerated when I was about five. Now, when I woke up the, the day that my mom got incarcerated, I was five years old. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was so eerie. It was like even in that moment, it was like I was watching a movie because none of it felt real. There was a family that lived on the street um, behind us. Right. But we shared an alleyway and they were always and I mean, every single night in that alleyway working on the truck every single night. It, 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 it never failed. It never failed. This particular night, they weren't there. So when I woke up, I'm like, where, where mom at? You know what I'm saying? So the first place I went to was upstairs. So we lived in an apartment. It was an apartment upstairs and an apartment on bottom. I went upstairs, walked up the steps to find our upstairs neighbor. She's usually home. She's not answering the door. Okay, she must have went out. So I walked around back. There's nobody in that alleyway. Where is everybody at? What is going on? Nobody's here. So I'm five. I'm in my nightgown. I'm walking the street, no shoes on. But by myself coming up the alleyway this car drives by this lady picks me up she's like are you okay and I'm like I can't find my mom and I don't know who she is and she doesn't know who I am but for whatever reason I felt safe enough and it could just because I'm a child at the same time but I felt safe enough to get into her car so I got into her car and I go to her house she takes me to her house and she gets on the phone and she makes a call the lady that she calls when she get when we got to her house was actually a friend of my mom like I recognized her voice but for whatever reason I did not say anything when I heard her voice you know what I mean I just was sitting there quiet I don't really know why so she calls the police the police comes and picks me up and you're probably saying you're saying this story really really fast like it's not giving emotion and like I said it's different so this perspective is different so I want you to hear the story but what I want to get to is the process and the reason why I'm sharing the journey of my story a little bit is because I need you to understand Number one, how God works. Where I am now, looking over my life, there was never a moment that was never a part of the plan. There was never a, an, an encounter that I had that never added to the bigger picture of who I was becoming. And the reason why this was so prevalent is because for me, this whole situation was my first seed of abandonment. It was my first seed of mistrust. It was my first seed of feeling alone in this world. And for a long time, I carried that seed into my life. And it began to create a story that I did not have to exist in. But once I understood that I didn't have to exist in, the story became different. So the cops come. And it's funny because the cop that I was riding in the car that night with was a cop that actually arrested me some years later crazy right um so i'm riding around in a cop car she's like let me play with the sirens and the lights and all of that fun shit and then they take me to the precinct 
and they're showing me pictures of women who had gotten booked recently that night and I'm seeing all these pictures and emotions are getting crazy you know and then I, I finally see my mom and then for whatever reason once I see that she was there I just booked just start running towards the sales and I'm running in the sales they're running behind me but the stamina of a kid is real so they can barely catch me and I'm running in these sales and there's people there and they're yelling out the sales once they see me and I'm crying yelling for my mom and she's nowhere to be found and the reason why that was that is and I think not I think the reason why I wanted to share that also is because we have to take time one of the things that I learned in my undoing and my undoing wasn't just work on myself my undoing was talking to therapists my undoing was was so many things and I'm going to share with you those steps that I took but the first one that I want to share is being able to pinpoint your roots we like to and the one my, one of my favorite examples is one that I hear all the time that I used to hear all the time like from people that I know who went through marriage counseling and things like that and you know therapists would use the analogy of the toothpaste cap being left off of the toothpaste we often in our own lives think that it's the toothpaste cap off of the toothpaste when really it's something deeper that we have to train ourselves because I had to train myself how to face myself long enough to be able to ask me sis what's wrong and one of the reasons why I had to start asking myself that question was fast forward some years later a lot of things have happened I'm 18 years old I'll rewind soon I'm 18 years old um, I'm thinking, you know, in my arrogance of 18-year-oldness, that I had done work on myself enough to be able to enjoy a new chapter. In my thinking, I just, I was a part of a certain kind of ministry, which I'll talk about, and I had sowed a lot of seeds towards better for myself towards healing for myself towards really understanding and i really the 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 biggest reason what for me taking that journey was one of was taking this journey was because of this encounter but because of that seed that initial seed of mistrust of doubt of loneliness of abandonment that i carried and i needed to understand that and i i was seeing how that seed was playing out in my life and i needed to find the causation to 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 to, to this 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 storm that i have created with my life because of how i felt because of experiences that i had gone through so i'm 18 i'm, I'm just graduating high school you know after five years which that's another story I'm graduating high school and I get the opportunity to do an internship and I go to Atlanta and again I'm thinking that I'm cool and although I know that I'm I'm nervous and although I know that I I I I feel unworthy of the opportunity so I'm aware of these emotions but not aware of my wounds and how my wounds were showing up and and how my hurt was showing up see I thought that I was just showing up in my anxiety but I was showing up in my pain and didn't even know that I was giving it to the person who was granting me an opportunity see in that moment when she when I thought we were good and she looked at me and said you really need to talk to somebody because whatever you're carrying on you is really getting in the way of what you could become I was broken I was broken 
And for so long, I was strong. I'm the strong friend. I'm the friend that people come to for a word. I'm the one that will encourage you. I'm the one that will speak life into you. But I, I was broken. And I didn't live and exist around people who, who were able or willing to admit their brokenness. No, I was around people who, even in their weakness, they portrayed strength. Whether real or person or 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 or, or perception more. It, it 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 was it was a norm. It was a norm. And in that moment I was told that the norm that I was existing in, the norm that I was I thought I had fought hard to combat was my reality. So I came back home. And the reality of me coming back home, I wasn't coming back to a home, I was coming back to a couch. At somebody's house in a project somewhere. See, my reality was I was homeless. And the reality is I had been homeless for so long that I did not know what it was like to have a home. I didn't. And people like, and I, 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 I when I share my story of how I, how I was homeless and living in my car in 2020 and 2022, People have said, like, how can that happen? But it's like, y'all don't understand what it's like, the trauma of not having something that you like a basic need. See, I was 15 years old. Like I said, me and my mom, I grew up in turbulent times. Our turbulent, me and my mom was just at war. We were just at war with each other. I couldn't tell you the root of, of why, of, of, of the mother-daughter dynamic. I could not. I don't know. I could tell you that she has a lot of unhealed things that she is working through. And I had a lot of unhealed things from her that I was working through in real time. Both of our traumas just kept meeting and, and headbutting the heck out of each other. And I had to make a decision at some point that this was no longer going to be my reality. And unfortunately, the decision that I made came with me having to go to war with the person who gave me life. And people have had their opinion one way or another. Other, I promise you right now, right now, from the bottom of my heart, I do not care. I do not care. If you are one of the parents who think that the spare the rods rule, the child mentality is your reality, that is your truth. Accept it for what it is. But me personally, I was not going to accept that kind of behavior from somebody who had that much power over how I could perceive myself. And I don't think we think about that when we're when we're, we're when, when as a parent, you think that you're just you're just doing what you were told. You were just that's fine, but understand how it impacted you, and how it will impact yours. So for a long time, our war was because I refused to submit to some type of weird understanding that everybody seemed to have that this kind of behavior of punishing or or uh, or 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 or. or you know, projecting your authority as a parent was, was okay. It will never be okay. I will never look at you in your face and say that I was ever okay with it. If you don't like how accepting I am of it, please understand that I do not care. Okay. So, we were at war with each other. And so from 15 to... 20 I didn't have stability and then somewhere between 20 and 
26, it got unstable again. And before I was no longer under my mom's roof, the the reality was we wasn't living in the best conditions. You know what I'm saying? Bills were barely getting paid. Heat was on. Heat was off. It was cold. It wasn't hot water was here. Hot water wasn't here. So the reality is I learned how to live and exist in scarcity. And I didn't realize how impactful that was until I got older. And I seen how deeply rooted the pain was. The anger towards my mom. The anger towards my family. The anger towards myself for not even being aware enough of myself to know that, damn, this is the kind of vibe that I'm giving out for real, for real. Shame from a reality that I was existing in. When I left the airport, I, you know what I mean? And at some point, I, 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 I just got tired. I got tired of being angry. I got tired of, of not being able to feel better. I got tired of, 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 of the highs and I got tired of the lows. But in my arrogance, I thought that I had done work up until that point and it wasn't enough. And it's not, let me not say that it's not that it wasn't enough. It's just that. What I learned, what I know now, what I wish I knew then, was we grow. And every season is going to expose a different part of us that needs to be worked out in order for us to be able to evolve into the next. At 18... I was in a position, I don't know if y'all can hear the sirens, I hope it's not in the background. At 18, I got opportunity to do an internship with somebody of this stature. And again, it's not about things and situ it's not about that. It's just God will show you your potential. God will show you where he wants you to be. God will show you what you can do. And sometimes we think that, that interactions are just that. No, God was showing me, baby, baby. Baby, I have something bigger for you, but you got something inside of you. There's a seed inside of you that is, is blocking, that is blocking my soil. This seed is, is blocking my soil, and I need you to do something about it. So when I got home, I didn't get, I didn't get angry at her. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't say, what, the, what you mean? Like, what you mean? Like, I, no. I came home and I hired a life coach. Because, y'all, when I say, I, I, up until that point, I had, I had tried to kill myself, like, 12 times. 10, 10 times, at, no, 10 times at that point. The two other times came later on in life. I had tried to take my life 10 times. And you're probably thinking, you're lying. From the age of 10 to the age of 18. I had tried to take my life 10 times. From 15 to 17, I was a real bad cutter. 
And if you've never, if you've never been in darkness before, if you've never, if you've never, then you will never understand what I, what I, what I mean when I say my fight, your fight has to be real. You have to take the time to understand your path for yourself. You have to sit. I had to sit in that pain. There was a time when I would look at myself in the mirror and I couldn't tell you what I saw. It was like looking at multiple different people. My eyes were never the same. It was two separate existences being housed in this one vessel. I was being torn apart by my own memories. And I got tired. I got tired of the rat race. I got tired of dragging myself through the mud. I got tired of, of beating myself up. And it wasn't it wasn't in that decision when I hired the life coach. It wasn't in that decision when we when I started that journey. It wasn't in that decision that things started to make sense. I promise you, things barely make sense now. And I promise you guys gonna hit me with a another turnaround that's not gonna make sense again. And I'm gonna have to learn something different and grow something different through that way. But I was tired. My dark had gotten so dark I couldn't I couldn't recognize anything, anybody, any my nothing. And I tried going to church. Not I tried, I was in church. I joined my aunt's church when I was like twelve years old. I had been a part of the ministry for like a year before then, but I had to wait until I was twelve to get to become a me- member myself. Without my mom, because my mom wasn't going to church with me at the time. I was going to church every single Sunday. I was in the choir. I was, I was adamant. I was adamant on being connected because what I felt, the hurt I felt, it it was it was too much for me alone to bear. And I even now, and, and this is something that I want to say to you as well, is I want everybody to learn how to forgive yourself. To stop shaming yourself for your story, for your journey, for your experiences. Stop beating yourself up. Stop taking on the weight of the pain of somebody else's trauma that they tried to make yours. Stop. You are worth. You are worth. That's it. That's it. That's the, that's the line. You're worth. Period. And when I came back and I got into the life coach, like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. I honestly, I, I, I took that journey with the life coach and I met with her a couple of times. And, and like I said, my life was, was hectic. I was, I didn't have a stable place to live. I, I didn't really know what to do. And I remember one night, I remember one night, um, my friend dream is who I was connected to heavy at the time. Hi dream. 
Um, and she was, uh, she is a powerful, powerful being. If you know her, then you know. But she is a powerful being. And I remember at that time we were both deep in, in, in our in our in our spiritual journey and, and really trying to, to heal from from some traumas that we had both experienced in that in the in that time. And that was the thing that connected us so so bad because she's a fighter, y'all. She's a fighter. And I love that about her. And and I was always around her because that was something that I admired so much was her fight. Her fight for better. And I wanted that to rub up on me like, ah, God, please, let me fight. Let me fight, God. So she doesn't know that, but that's amen, Drew, amen. So I remember one night we went out, um, not out, out. We was just walking along the riverfront because she lived on the riverfront at the time. We just went out walking along the riverfront, talk, smoking, talking, you know, minding our business, you know, doing what we do. And while we're walking, um, you know, we're vibing and we're just looking at the stars and we're just in awe and like when I tell y'all we was like going to the plasma center like every other day like this how broke we was we was eating dream maze the best rice and beans and tilapia fish like every day when I tell y'all like that's the kind of the struggle was like but we were so grateful we were so you know what I'm saying like so on a high at the same time because we were such in a creative space at the same time so it was just it was a beautiful time it was a beautiful time it was a beautiful time anyway so I um I hear we're walking. I hear God's voice say, walk ahead. So I, you know, start speeding up a little bit and I walk ahead of her. And then he tells me to start speaking. And when he says that, he means prayer, speaking tongues. So I start praying and I start speaking tongues. And I'm speaking tongues. So from the whole, from where we were, I forget where we were. I think we were down by uh, Char, the restaurant Char. So from the restaurant Char all the way up back to the building. Um, we may not have been that far down, but from somewhere around that, back down to the building, I spoke, and he just had me pray, so I'm praying the whole time. We get back to the building, I'm laying on the bed, she's sitting on the, she goes to the table, she's sitting here, I don't really know what we're talking about at this point, I'm trying to play some music, I think, and next thing you know, she starts, um, prophesying over me, and it, and, and it was so crazy, the way that it happened, I, That's why I always say, God, you got to pick God moves. And when he wants you, he's going to move towards you. So not acting on the thing that is inside of you because you're fearful of how it may be perceived is a slap in the face to the power that he used to move, to show forth how he wanted you. And it was this moment, one of this, one of many moments in my life that God showed forth. And she's sitting and she's prophesying, you know, like, and I mean, in real life. And, 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 and it's, I feel God and God is saying, like cussing me out through her. Like God is saying, you, you need to make a decision. And, and when I tell y'all, if y'all ever, if you've ever been inside of the Riverfront apartments in Harrisburg, you know, the apartments are not that big, okay? dream the dorm i think it was like the second or third floor okay in the middle of the in the middle okay when i tell y'all her apartment start shaking literally sh and i mean the room was vibrating y'all and i'm i'm like i'm i'm and at the same time nothing is moving 
so... What? And at that time, I listen. I had been prophesied over up until that point. So I knew that there was purpose over that. And I also knew what that purpose meant. And I also knew what that meant for me and my lifestyle. And where I was in that time, I wasn't ready to to give up my pain. I wasn't ready to I wasn't ready to speak life. I wasn't ready to believe my worth. I wasn't ready to see in the worth of, of the people who I felt persecuted by. I wasn't I wasn't in that space. So I I turned I looked her dead in the eyes and I said, If you want me, you're gonna have to come and get me. The air, the who are you talking? This a God moment and you said Yes, yes, because my fear, my fear, my fear was stronger than my faith. And there was nothing in this world that was going to make me take that role. What role is that? The one that I'm playing right now. You know what I mean? This, to be able to heal, to be able to forgive. To be able to be okay existing in my humanity while simultaneously knowing that I am working my ass off to become better so that his glory can show forth. I promise you in myself, y'all, in my in me, in me, I'll be chilling on the block still back in my city. You hear what I'm saying to you? God had to show up, show out, make me uncomfortable time and time and time again. To show, to show me, baby, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. You sit here getting caught up on, 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 on how your mom made you feel. Look at what she had to go through. I'm not trying to excuse anything that your parents may have done. What I'm telling you is, what is their story? You can't expect wholeness from a broken vessel. And this is not to say that my mother is broken in any type of way or that she was. She was operating trying to um, and I can only imagine this is this is why I I, I, I really be weighing the pros and cons of becoming a parent so mind your business um I have a compassion for single moms I actually date them a lot uh, um I wouldn't really recommend it unless you're really ready to take that journey it's really not for the faint of heart if you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying but the matter let's get back to the story anyway um because to be able to raise a person while you're simultaneously trying to figure yourself out i couldn't and i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy and that is real talk because i remember when my mom first came home from jail we first got our apartment uh our apartment and i remember 10 years old sitting in the tub and she coming in and she's sitting on the tub sitting on the toilet next to me like and she's telling me and this is this is this is a core memory, and this is there's a reason for it. And she's telling me, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know, but I want to take the journey with you. And I think the the reason why that was such, that's a core memory for me is because in that moment, my mother showed me her humanity. That's why I always say to my friends, especially if they have daughters, share your story with them as a mother, as a woman. Not just as a mother, but as a woman. Because that vulnerability that she shared with me, 
gave me way to compassion for her when my anger started to take over. And you may think that as a child I had no right to anger. That is your that is your judgment. But the reality is we'd be mad as hell at our parents. Okay? To the point of, hey, let me go hire a hitman mad sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's the truth. So let's accept it for what it is and move forward. Amen. Amen. Um so I had to I had to navigate through a lot of different things. But for as far as that that situation, when I learned things about my mom's story, when she shared things, when family members would share things, it made me see her for who she was. And that was a person. A person just trying. A person repeating cycles that, that people did with her. It worked for them. It worked for me. A person who didn't know. But at the same time, me and my mom's relationship now is the way that I'm talking to y'all, me and my mother talk. Because I realized at some point that I'm a person and you're a person. And it was in that moment where I was 15 years old and I was no longer in her household. That I was able to establish my own authority for myself to be able to say, listen, you're going to choose your side and I'm going to choose my side. We're going to have to meet in the middle. And I actually put a clip up of an episode that I want to drop of a conversation me and my friend had. But I got to edit that because we said some names and that. And I need to beat those names out so nobody get offended for what we said. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about is that the parent-child dynamic. And I wanted to have that conversation with you with my mother. And I'm hoping that we still can in this new year. But the parent-child dynamic. And, and for a long time that plagued me. And that was a root for me because, like I said, my seed initially was abandonment, was, 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 was loneliness, was, was, was rejection in a way. I felt rejected by my mom for a long, 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 long time. And I played that story out in so many of my connections and so many of my relationships. I would honestly, subconsciously, this is why I always say to people, work on yourself before you get into other relationships. When people be like, you just because you're emotionally detached, doesn't I left the, the relationship emotionally that's a bunch of bullshit. You need to work on yourself before you hop into relationships because subconsciously I was dating people who mimic behavior that I had from the seed that I felt from my mother. I was dating women who purposely who i knew for a fact was going was set up in some type of way that they were going to drop the ball and reject me abandon me in some type of way whether it was emotionally spiritually physically i purposely purposely and in my mind i'm saying oh i just see them for their potential i know i know that there's something greater and yeah this is true there's something greater inside of them but the greater that i seen in them was the greater inside of me that i just see in everybody again percep perception is everything so the greater that i saw inside of them is just the greater that i saw inside of me and the reality is what was inside of them that i was attracted to was my pain because they ignited my pain yes it aided me yes it taught me Yes, it was necessary, but was it necessary had I had I just been aware? And again, you don't know until you know. But I knew that there was something inside of me that needed to be worked out. I knew that there was something inside of me that was wrong, but I still allowed myself to make way for connections that I knew that within me I was unable to provide. And I knew that if I was unable to provide the, the, the energy that you're providing me with, it's coming from that broken space. I had to undo 
so much. When I moved to Maryland, y'all, the way that it all just hit the head was ridiculous. And people be like, oh my God, you know, no, listen. My cousin, my best friend, the person I live with, the one who's been holding me down since day one, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. And she has, she has the, her love has helped me grow and it has healed me. I have never experienced a love like this before. And I am so grateful and I'm so blessed to call her my friend because it is very much healing. And I'm very much grateful to God for this experience. When I first moved to Maryland, I didn't know because I was so, you know what I'm saying? Like caught up in my surroundings. I was so uh, uh, involved in what was going on around me. And everybody had the kind of like the same energy that I have. And what I learned is you can't grow you can't heal in the places that you got sick because everybody's sick around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got the same disease in some shape or way or another. So I can't heal if you're sick with me. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why I'm very, very conscientious of my connections, how I make them, when I make them, the energies that I'm feeling in which I'm making them and the energies in which we connect on because that matters. So at some point, I... I don't know what happened. I got here and I was no longer around the same energy. And being around the same energy, not being around the same energy, you see yourself differently. You hear yourself differently. Not only that, I got here, I didn't have no plug, so I wasn't smoking. And even though I wasn't smoking for real, for real beforehand, but I was sneak smoking. You know what I'm saying? So I was here, I was in a new environment, the shit was scary, and I didn't know what to do. And I got here and I was so angry. I mean punching holes and walls angry i mean explosion angry i mean throwing shit snapping out like i'm a fucking child having temper tantrums angry and again again from from 18 to 20 i had thought that i had done work and i had just left out of ministerial training i had just became uh, uh ordained i had thought i'd done the work but for whatever reason, when I was in this new environment, in this new space with this new energy being given to me, it triggered something else that I had to unlearn. And, it, and, and the way that it triggered was so explosive, was so wild, was so angry, was so... But it was the residual. See, I had done work, yes, but there was a residual that was still there that was blocking me from being able to A, receive the level of love that I have in my life now. B, accept the new life that God was about to bless me with. And C, be able to create the space for the better to come forth. But before I could have all of those good things, I had to work out all of the bad that was still sitting inside of me. And it wasn't bad in a way that it was an opposition. It was bad in a way that it was, it was impacting. It was impacting my purpose. It was impacting what I could do. It was impacting what I was able to birth. It was impacting me to the point of... Okay, baby, you're gonna have to make a new decision. You're gonna have to pick a side. And I wasn't I wasn't home. I wasn't in Harrisburg, so I couldn't walk to a church. I couldn't I couldn't go cry on an altar somewhere. I couldn't I didn't have that immediate access. I didn't know anything and I didn't know everybody. And that anxiety of that information just made the whole situation bro. Because who am I gonna run to? I'm used to having a pastor. I'm used to having a preacher. It's moments like this where you need some direction. I'm not able to do this by myself. I can't do this in my own strength. See, I started looking for people in places where God should have been. And that was a lesson that he wanted me to learn. See, I had gotten so caught up in needing 
people and performing for people and 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 and, and 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 depending on people see people got to the point with me and my giftings and and whatever they saw inside of me that they wanted to take ownership of the things inside of me that only god was doing and he had to separate me from people to show forth his power it's not you it's me you have nothing to do with this the work that I'm doing in her, the undoing that's happening, it's me. And then it was when I moved to Maryland that that the undoing really, really happened because it was just me and it was God. It was me and it was God. It was me at three o'clock in the morning on my floor, crying on my knees, bawling, punching, screaming at the top of my lungs, swear to God. And it was just, I needed God. At that point, everything felt too much to bear and I could no longer take it. I needed God. So I had to start that journey. I had to talk to somebody. I had to, I had to break some chains. I had, to, I, had to, I had to destroy some yokes off of myself. I had to become radical in my fight. So that means I had to become radically honest. Baby, you're, a, you're the monster in this story. Yeah, yeah, it's you, not them. Stop worrying about them. Stop looking at them. Yeah, get selfish. It's you. You're the problem. See, you're carrying this pain. You're carrying this work. You're carrying the weight of this burden. You are not them. Not them. Stop looking at them. Stop looking at them. It's not them. Stop looking back there. Stop looking back there. See, it's you. See, me and God had to get real. I had to get real with myself. And I think that's something that we don't want to do with ourselves. See, when we want to say it's depression or it's these things. And, and sometimes it is. And, and yes, we go through those external things. But maybe it's us. At the end of the day, even if it is depression, we can do things to combat it. Whether it is pills that you can take prescribed to you or actions that you can go throughout your life to change the situation around. But most people want to sit in their doom. See, I wasn't comfortable with my doing. I wasn't comfortable with my pain. My dark got too dark. See, my life was a little bit, was starting to get a little bit more precious to me. So maybe it was worth me getting in the ring. See, I had to fight. See, my channel, what I'm learning, what I'm understanding about myself is that I'm not here for people who don't know what it's like to have to fight. See, I'm a fighter and I'm going to fight for my life. I had to fight for my life. I had to get dirty with myself i had to be radically honest see you stole their money so don't be mad when they hold the person a little bit close baby what are you upset for see i had to tell my family you abandoned me in times that i needed you i had to tell my grandfather you was never here for me when i wanted you the most even when i asked for you you were straight up lied to me you wasn't in my presence see i had to tell everybody the truth about the things that they had did that impacted me and you may think maybe that's going a little bit too far but the reality is i had to expose my wounds in order for them to heal and if that meant exposing a few more other people's wounds in the process so be but what I was no longer going to do is allow it to fester and this season we have to not let the, the wounds fester stop letting the air them out undo the doing you don't have to be your story how it started does not matter how it ends baby I should not be here I should not be here. I should not be in front of this camera having this conversation with you. If you knew me, if you knew me, then I should not be here. But I'm here to tell you how it started is not how it will end. Your beginning doesn't determine your future. I just had a falling out with a friend a couple months ago. Custer, clean cold out. Custer, clean cold. If she's seen this concert right now, she may think of me as a hypocrite. But the truth is, I am, I am, there is no sides. 
We have to start getting comfortable with existing in our suffering as we're going forth in our faith. I don't care. I don't care what it was then because this is what it always has been. I am human. You are human. We have to start accepting what has happened. It has happened. It does not, it does not hurt us and it does not break us. It has aided us. The power that my life has given me, that has given me the authority to be able to cast out any and everything that comes up against me. I can look opposition dead in the eyes and let it be known that I will not fall under its, its under its fall. I will not, I will not be, I will not be, I will not be held captive to the pain of yesterday. I will not be held captive to the thoughts of yesterday. I don't care how hard I have to fight. I don't care how crazy I have to live. Let me tell you something. I was on a walk two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, walking in my neighborhood. I live in Baltimore City. I'm walking. Next thing you know, God just told me to stay. I'm praying, speaking in tongues loud as hell at four o'clock in the morning, walking up and down my block. Next thing you know, he has me on the ground, smacking, calling his name, crying tear. I don't care. I don't care because I'm in a fight. I'm in a fight to do the undoing. I'm in a fight to do the undoing. I'm in a fight to do the undoing. And as long as I'm willing to fight, it's going to get undone. It's going to get undone. We have to start with our roots. What is your roots? What is what is what is the thing? Where is that? Where did it start? Where did it start? Who who did it? Who broke it? Who broke it for you? And once you understand who broke it, how can I fix it? Because they can't. They already did what they were supposed to do. They did the thing that was supposed to be done. Now it's up to me. Now it's up to me. Now it's up to me to undo it. Now I have to undo it. How, do, how does this thing help me? What can I learn from this thing? What can I be shown from this thing so this thing doesn't, doesn't do this thing to me again? In this kind of way, new levels, new devils. But, and, 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 and even in that, and even in that, when they do come, you'll recognize them. You can't play with me because I know you. I've seen you before. You can't trick me. I know you. I've seen you before. How, I've, how do I know that I've seen you? I healed from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 was, I was about 18 years old. It was this day. This situation happened. God showed it to me. I healed from you. So I know you. You can't play with me no more. And I, and I, I think that this is, this is the reality of the situation. Stop letting these things play with you. See, we like to say, we like to, we like to point our fingers at every point it at yourself in this season. Keep your word to yourself. Get real with yourself. Be honest with yourself. It ain't them. It's you. That's how I move through life. When I have a falling out with somebody, I don't ever blame them. I always say what inside of me needs to be fixed. When me and my friend had this falling out, it hurt me. When I tell y'all, it broke me because of the person I thought I was dealing with. Because of the love that I had and had for that person. It hurt me to my core. When I got on the phone and I heard her yelling at, heard her yelling at, it wasn't what she was yelling because she wasn't saying nothing. It was the energy behind it. And it confused me because what did I do to you to deserve this kind of energy? But I couldn't look at myself. I couldn't look at, I couldn't be mad at her. I had to look at myself. I mean, I had to ask myself what inside of me brought this about. And again, it wasn't me taking on the burden. It was me. I need to maneuver through this. I need to figure out what 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 kind of friend am I that this what what am I doing that 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 this is okay yeah my, maybe my delivery is a little bit but baby what, 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 what is going on here what is going on here I have to look at myself because it it it, it it's, it's 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 me not you 
It's me, not you. It's all about me. It's all about me. I don't care how that's. It's all about me. If I'm going to, I got to introspect it all because I got to get in the ring. I have to do, I have to undo the doing. I have to undo the doing. I don't care if, if, if I felt offended. I have to undo the doing. I don't care what they have done. I have to undo the doing. I don't care what it looks like. I have to undo the doing. I have to do the work on myself to become who more of who God has created me to be. I have to undo the doing. You have to undo the doing. We have to be, we can't be afraid of being able to look at ourselves and say, baby, you're the problem. You can't be afraid to say, baby, you have something inside of you that is blocking what God has for you. You have something that can be birthed, but you're getting in the way of your own potential. We can't be afraid to do that. And a lot of us are afraid. But in this season, in this season, we have to do the undoing. Stop being afraid to do the undoing because you are only blocking yourself from where you are supposed to be. And in this season, we need everybody. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Everybody who can, who has the ability to, who has the fight to, who has the hunger, who has the dream, who has the vision, who wants to overcome. We need all hands on deck. You have to undo the doing. You have to undo the doing. You have to be willing to undo. You have to be willing to recognize when I have a root, I have a seed inside of me. Something. And that's, that was just one of my seeds, but I have a seed. I have a seed that's trying to take root and trying to block the fertile, the fertile soil God is trying to give me. He's trying to, he's trying to block my blessings. This seed, this seed is playing tricks on me. This seed, this seed keeps replaying things that already happened. This seed keeps telling me I'm not, I'm not worth it. This seed, this seed keeps telling me that I can't when I know that I can. This seed. It's a deceitful, dirty liar, and I'm here to tell you right now we are uprooting it all out in this season because it has no place. It has no place here. And if you don't have the strength to do it, baby, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Because I'm in a fight in this season. And I'm ready to do the undoing. So let's get to work. You deserve it. Your life is worth it. You are worthy of it. And I believe it for you. And I believe it for me especially. You think that I'm doing these videos for you, baby? I am in a fight with me. I am in a fight with me. This is me versus me right here. I'm just sharing it with you. But this is me versus me right here. You just getting brought along on the journey. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever get it twisted. I'm sitting here and I'm having this conversation. But I don't. I'm not perfect. I don't have it figured out. I'm still working things out within. This is me versus me. I'm just bringing you along. Just know that. Just know that. What you don't believe for yourself, I will believe it for you. Surely. Surely because his grace is sufficient. If it was sufficient for me, maybe I should be dead. Not just by my own hands, but by experience. I allowed my trauma to take me to. I should be dead. I should be in jail. I should be chilling in a cell block somewhere, baby. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you just do the undoing. Do the undoing and everything that you want will be given unto you. Just do the undoing and show up for yourself. Find worth to show up for yourself. I'm just showing up for myself. I'm just learning how to find worth in, with, within me enough to, to show up for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm worthy enough to, to show up for myself. I'm crazy enough to believe that I can show up for myself in it cause a change. I'm crazy enough to believe that if I show up for myself, it will cause a shift in my atmosphere. I'm crazy enough to believe that me just pressing record and being obedient to what God told me to, to do is going to change my circumstances. It's going to unlock doors. It's going to cast out demons and devils. It's going to break the yokes and the chains off of my family right now. I'm, I'm crazy enough to believe that. You need to be crazy enough to believe it as well. I'm in a fight. I'm undoing the do I was I, I I had to undo the doing then and I'm undoing the doing again. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. We have to be willing to get in the ring. Are you willing to get in the ring? I hope so. 
because I love a good fight and I can't wait to see yours rock out you know what I mean thank you so much for joining us on today's episode I pray that it served you well I know that it blessed me immensely thank God I, I'm, I'm grateful unto God I pray that everybody who listens to this is, is blessed by this, is moved by this, and, and, and is, is, is given the strength to do the work, to do the undoing, to, to take the mask off, to cast down the demons, to break the chains, to, to step into their power, to step into the authority because they were born with it, they are blessed with it, they are granted the opportunity with it, and God, in this season, we are saying yes to it. We are saying yes to the power. We are saying yes to the fight. We are saying yes to the trials. We are saying yes to the tribulations because in that we know that we are still kind of worthy and that we know that we are built to last and that we know that we are being equipped and that we know that we are being made and that we know that we are being undone to be done again amen 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 so i hope you enjoyed i hope i hope you are blessed by this episode i hope you go forth i'm doing something new in this season i'm not going to talk too much about it i'm just going to show up amen i'm just going to show up so god is working some things out and having me show up a little bit different for content have me show up a little bit different for you have me show up a very much different from myself and i can't wait to share it with you all i can't wait to get to know you all i can't wait to get us stronger i can't wait for you to be strong i can't wait for me to be strong i'm just hella excited about this whole entire journey y'all y'all don't even understand so i really hope that you enjoyed this journey i hope that you would join us friday for our bible study you see so, yeah yeah you getting ideas i know um i hope that you would join us friday night for our bible study because it's going to be lit god has been we've been talking he's been talking to share some things been sharing some tea with the kid and i can't wait to share the tea with you I think you're worthy of it. I think I'm worthy of it. And I can't wait to see us grow and elevate and heal. Yeah, let's get into it in 2023. I hope you have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. I hope you have an amazing rest of your night. And like I said, I love you. I like you. I like you. Be blessed.